Welcome to the Tiproxy Method, creating confident learners. The Tiproxy Method uses a unique combination of breath work, brain body work, gratitude, and a clay-based program to affect the neuroplasticity of the brain in students. To help strengthen their mind-body connection, help them develop a growth mindset, and most importantly, trust and confidence in themselves. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. One way to support the Creating Confident Learners podcast is to leave a five-star review and written review anywhere you listen to it. Thanks so much, and let's get started. So I have seen a 100% reduction of the I'm stupids, the negative talks, the I can't, the complaining or giving up and not even trying with 100% of the students that I work with and 100% of them that I do gratitude with. Kids become more calm, they become more present, they're able to sit longer with academic material, they're more positive in the challenges that they may be struggling with, whether it's peer challenges, school challenges, academic challenges, content challenges, you know, they just have this tool that allows a little bit more space, a little bit more grace, a little bit more ease. Of course, grace and ease comes with competence. Be sure to sign up for the foundation course. This course is here to support you, both parents and educators. It teaches the exact foundational tools I have used with students to increase focus, ease anxiety, and help raise confidence and self-esteem so that they can succeed in all areas of their lives, including academics. It's made into bite-sized digestible pieces to help you apply these tools right away. Aloha and welcome to all of you in the Creating Confident Learners community. So glad you're here. Welcome to 2024. We're actually a little bit into 2024, but I hope that it is going well and smoothly and there really are infinite possibilities in every day and in life in general but especially in the new year we just have this reset and come back to the things that we really want and to intend for our daily life the long run the small things that we do over time really do make a big impact you know, when you look back at it in three months, six months, a year. So I hope that you are making choices that are creating even more possibilities. And I wanted to start off with how I start each session with my students. And I always start with three grateful things and two different types of breathing. So when we talk about grateful things, it's really, it can be big or small, anything that brings you more gratitude to your life, yourself, your presence, your being. Every time a student sees me, we start with three good things and breathing. So today, grateful for the new year, all the possibilities to unfold. I am also grateful for some big things, some big adventures coming up um, and travel plans in the rest of this year. And also feeling really, really grateful for all the incredible families that I do work one-on-one with their kids. I'm feeling very supported by all of them in the moment, you know, the collaboration, the, you know, really supporting their kids be the best that they can. I'm feeling really grateful about that. And so just take a moment really quick to list three things. Again, they can be big or small. You can look out the window, you know, the sun is shining, the breeze is there, you know, I'm on Maui. Those are three little things right off the bat. I'm also enjoying my coffee as I record this podcast. So again, it's really these little things that bring a smile to your heart, a smile to your face, hopefully, as well. 
that kind of shifts our attention and again these small things that we practice over and over again really do become a habit become a part of us and start to be easy so that we can more easily reach this space of presence and gratitude and really with gratitude in our lives it creates grace it creates a change in perspective and it creates a difference in what we actually perceive like both internally but synaptically in the brain as well so the habits that we do consciously will imprint on the subconscious and so again i'm always a fan of embodying these ideas so that we can share these with students and children so that they have these life skills on top of their academic skills and so they can really flourish both in the classroom and out of the classroom. And so whenever I see a student, we always do three great things and then we do one minute of breathing. It's called a three, four, five breath. So you're gonna inhale for three, you're gonna hold for four, and then you're gonna exhale nice and slowly for five. And you can have your eyes open or closed for this type of breath. Um, You can breathe in through the nose and out through the nose or in through the nose, out through the mouth or through the mouth. Doesn't really matter. It's just, you know, a grounding breath because our exhale is slightly longer. We are also holding in yoga that's called kumbhaka where we're pausing and just feeling and becoming more and more present and embodied in this moment. So I'm going to put one minute on the clock, 60 seconds. I'll lead you through. I want you to inhale for three and hold for four and exhale for five. Inhale for three, hold for four, and super slow exhale. Inhale three, Hold for four, soften your cheeks, your jaw, your face, your shoulders, and then exhale for five, four, three, two, one. Inhale, hold, and exhale. And that was 60 seconds, super simple breath. We'll also do the other one. So I always do three grateful things and two types of breath work with kids. There's some, for some of my students that I work with, I do a couple more as well to help them become more present and embodied, but we'll do the nose breathing as well. It's really simple. There's, you just end up closing off each nostril and breathing through one nostril. We'll do five rounds. I'm gonna close off the right nostril and inhale through the left. Exhale through the right. Inhale through the right and exhale to the left. That's one round. Draw the breath all the way to the brain. Inhale through left. Exhale through right. The mouth is closed. Inhale right and exhale left. Inhale left. Exhale right. Inhale right. Exhale left. Inhale left. Exhale right. Inhale right. Exhale left. Last round. Inhale left. Exhale right. Inhale right. 
and exhale left. And then take three deep breaths through both nostrils. Just sort of feeling your breath activate or your brain activate. And can becoming any sensation, any grounding sensation in the body as well. So with the start of the new year and every new session, I always do these three exercises with each of my students, both the breath work and the three grateful things. And I hope that you take these life skills with you as well and start this new year and see how if you practice this daily, this three minutes, five minutes of your day, get back to me in six months of consistency and let me know the differences that you notice both in what you see and what you feel. I was really thinking about this idea that how gratitude creates grace because it changes our perception. It literally changes what we perceive. And when we perceive more possibility than limitation, that often translates into different actions, different self-talk, different life views. And, you know, I really want to start this new year with creating and perceiving more possibilities, as many possibilities as possible. I was thinking about how one thing can happen and we can perceive that one thing a million different ways. And so it's really the way that we word stuff, the way that we perceive stuff. You know, if something's hard, is it, you know, this is bad thing or is there some room for growth? Is there room for a challenge? Is there a place where there's no practice or a change in thought or a change in action needs to take place? And, you know, literally what we perceive is what we see. And I did this exercise in the very first Creating Confident Learners podcast, but The way that gratitude works is it kind of shifts our lens or shifts our internal thoughts into more of a place of gratitude than negativity. And so then what we see or what we feel or what we interpret in life around us tends to allow us to be more positive. But on a physical or just a very basic level, there's so much information that we're perceiving, the brain is processing. And so what we put our attention on actually grows. If we take something as simple as the colors around us, You know, if you put your attention on the color black and just take a moment, all of a sudden, everything that is black starts to pop out. All I'm seeing now is a picture of Yoda. He's got a black background. All the words on the walls of my mini classroom are sticking out. The Sharpie for the problems of the day, the mic, the black of my phone screen. My attention is being drawn to everything's black because that's what I'm looking for. Same thing with gratitude. When I'm gracious or have have this grace of gratitude, that's what's going to pop up even when things are a little hard. So let's switch this with the colors though. So maybe looking for everything white. Now my entire perception starts to change. I start to see the white background on some other papers on the board. I see the whiteboard. I see the white of my coffee mug, the white of the clouds outside the window, the white of my outline as I'm talking and, you know, doing this podcast. And then we'll try one more color. You can try with any color, yellow, brown, blue, green. But what about the red today? So again, this heart on my board tends to pop out all the red pens that are in front of me, the red paper clip that says you belong. There is a 
red paint that one of my students gave me where their dog painted a, an abstract painting. So all of a sudden that's what's coming out. So really gratitude does create grace and the fact that it changes our perception, not just internally, but physically in the brain. So anything that we practice over time, we are re literally rewiring that brain pattern and you know when we learn something new that uses the body then we're rewiring the neuromuscular pattern the brain to body pattern when i think about teaching gratitude and teaching grace through gratitude the byproduct of grace through gratitude is we're really starting to build resistance as well. Gratitude and its grace that follows allows us to develop resistance even amid challenges. And so what is this link to school? So I have seen a 100% reduction of the I'm stupids, the negative talks, the I can't, the complaining or giving up and not even trying with 100% of the students that I work with and 100% of them that I do gratitude with. Kids become more calm, they become more present, they're able to sit longer with academic material, they're more positive in the challenges that they may be struggling with, whether it's peer challenges, school challenges, academic challenges, content challenges, you know, they just have this tool that allows a little bit more space, a little bit more grace, a little bit more ease. Of course, grace and ease comes with competence in skills and school skills as well. You can't feel easeful if you are not practicing what you need to practice to become a proficient reader, to become a proficient writer, to become a proficient mathematician. Again, I always talk about kids don't need more, they need less, they need direct teaching to their gaps in knowledge. And we do need the core subjects in line, the reading, the writing, the spelling, the math, in order to do anything else subject-wise. And I always thinking about this, I actually have to have conversations with some of my older kids sometimes about school in particular. You know, you get the questions of like, why do I do this? Or why do I need to know this? And you know, as we have smartphones, we have more information at the tips of our fingers. It might not be the fact that we actually need this particular information, this particular skill outside the classroom. But what school is teaching is, how do I deal with a challenge at hand? What is expected of me? How do I become competent and also confident <laughs> in what I need to do? And how do I work with my classmates, with my peers, with my teachers to really achieve the expectation that is being expected or required? So yeah, sometimes we don't need the particular information, but we do need the particular skills that school does develop, including the social skills, but also the critical thinking skills, the processing skills, the focus skills, and then also the confidence to understand how you process information, how you do things, and that being okay, and then translating to the expectations of the subject or classroom or teacher. And so I do tend to have that conversation sometimes with my older kids, just to, to put that into perspective. I've always said that education is a power tool, right? If you can critically think for yourself, if you can digest information, if you can learn anything for yourself and critically think for yourself, you're not as influenced by the outside world. You can think for yourself about what 
you should or shouldn't be doing, what is true, what isn't true. But, you know, we need those skills to be able to think for ourselves and not be swayed by other people's opinion if it's not true for us or it's not true at all, you know. So especially when we're inundated with so much information, we need to be able to think for ourselves. Um, Children and students need to be able to think for themselves. And, you know, this is really the power of education, you know, to, to understand and take any challenge or task or be able to read through, you know, the red tape of anything that's put in front of you. Education really is that powerful and that important as a life skill, I would even say. So, but coming back to gratitude and how it creates grace in our life and changes perspective and also changes the internal state that it calms and regulates the nervous system as well. We have so many people who are just in modern day life dysregulated, you know, (laughs) being adult causes that to happen sometimes just being human as well. But having tools that bring us back to a calm, natural state where the parasympathetic nervous system is working rather than our you know fight or flight is really really important especially in modern day society where we don't run off you know when the tiger leaves or the threat leaves we have to all of our little modern day stresses tend to stick in the body and stay in the body if we don't have better tools like gratitude presence breath work exercise (laughs) movement all those things but really when I think about myself personally when I talk about gratitude it is linked to confidence like when you're grateful then you can see a little bit more of the good a little bit less self-doubt And if I take it as simple to cooking or soccer, which have been two things that have changed in my life, I became a better soccer player when I was willing to not get upset at what was and to use each and every play as an active choice and problem solving. You know, when you play, especially when it's pickup or just casual soccer as adults, you know, someone miss kicks or miss passes. It's it's a continual problem solving game. And, you know, it's almost like more fun that way to see it as a challenge, a moment by moment. Really, if you're playing soccer fully present, you know, there's no room in the brain to really think of anything else at the time. And, you know, I'll also say that I became a better soccer player later in life when I stopped doubting myself, my skills, my natural soccer skills, the practice that I put in, my years of experience with my ability, and then really started enjoying the game. And almost by being more confident, I started to enjoy the game even more. And I started to become better because the internal stuff was not in the way. When I worked abroad, one of the families that I worked with, they had a tennis coach in the fact like a mind coach and so forth because the game got better when whatever um, blocks of mental stuff is in the way. It's so interesting that sports can be up-leveled by how you use your brain and how you think about what's going on. And, you know, in general, when I come back to this practice of gratitude, personally, my life became more easeful with consistency and it did become full of grace when I learned the daily practice of gratitude. So really anything that we do over and over and over again over time, it changes the trajectory of where we're going. So hopefully starting this new year of 2024, you are more present, life feels full of infinite possibilities and this practice of gratitude is hopefully creating a little bit more grace in your life. So I'm wishing for you the best new year and aloha. Be 
sure to sign up for the foundation course. This course is here to support you. It teaches the exact foundational tools I have used with students to ease anxiety and help raise confidence and self-esteem so that they can succeed in all areas of their lives, including academics. It's available as a one-time purchase or as an ongoing monthly subscription with extra group support and monthly live stream. Be sure to sign up for the newsletter to stay in contact. Keep up with the Creating Confident Learners community on Instagram and Facebook at Creating Confident Learners. Have a blessed day and aloha.